Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Thursday, January 27th. The month is almost over. I feel like we recorded the first podcast of the new year like a week ago. I mean, you know, obviously my birthday flew by. NFL playoffs are flying by. There's three games left in the NFL season. It's a little depressing. Hopefully you guys are getting in on the action with our new advertiser. Uh, free money in the gambling space is really, really fun and nice. And I've been giving out tons of winners on this podcast. I don't listen to a lot of other gambling podcasts. Because, yeah, I, obviously I think I know what I'm doing. I know I'm doing a good job. I know I'm winning money. And I don't want my mind muddled with other guys' picks. Guys or girls, I should say. So I don't really know if the others out there are winning. But you know if you've been listening. These playoffs have been extremely lucrative. Good opportunity for you guys to clean up. I'll get to the official picks tomorrow. I did tell you, posted on social media, I'm invested in a teaser. Um, 49ers up to 10. And Chiefs down to pick them. Uh, who screws that up? I mean, there's a scenario where the Niners get blown out. And, you know, I, I think the Chiefs are okay, but our guest today, Solomon Wilcox, you guys probably know him, former CBS announcer, former Cincinnati Bengals uh, defensive back. And um, he makes a decent case for the Bengals here. And, and, and you know, we'll, I disagree. Obviously, I think the Chiefs win, but it's a, it's a somewhat compelling argument for the Bengals. Now, he does host a Bengals podcast, <laughs> so that's kind of his job to uh, wave the pom-pom for Cincinnati, uh, but he's pretty plugged in. Uh, obviously, a huge Joe Burrow guy. Uh, who's not a Joe Burrow guy at this point? I mean, goodness gracious. Um, you know, he, he makes a comparison of Burrow to Brett Favre that's pretty good, um, and, and how, you know, the, the dirtier Burrow's jersey gets, the better he plays, which you know, as a quarterback, you don't want the jersey dirty because that means you're taking a pounding and you're probably not going to do great if you're getting hammered by 300-pound linemen all game long. Somehow, Burrow has take, taken the hits and keeps on ticking. Uh, so I think you guys will like this with Solomon Wilcox. I do want to start the pod with a quick... Uh, I, I, I texted Rob G. like last night. Like, Rob, I, I, I may do an about-face on a take that I've been kind of steadfast on for a while. And... He just kind of wrote LOL, which is typical Rob G. Um, so it's not a full-on 
mea culpa, and, and I'm not totally bailing on the original take, but you guys know how it goes right now, right? There's a ton of information out there. You got to sift through the haystack to find the needle, the gem that's going to give you something great. And when you're presented with new information, hell yeah, you should change your mind on anything. Sports, movies, politics, TV, all that, everything. Anytime you get new, you can't just be hard-headed. And, and I've been young and dumb and really idiotic back in the day. Kind of sort of on, still like that on some things. Uh, but I'm working on it, work in progress. And I was talking to somebody smart on Wednesday about the NFL because he heard the podcast with Dante Whitner. And he's like, Jay, you know, I heard Whitner caping up for Jimmy G. Um, I'm telling you now, like, Jimmy G's not coming back there. And this is someone who's been pretty plugged in. I did talk to this person about Jim Harbaugh. We were a little early on that. Um, I go to this person from time to time. It's one of those sources where you can't continue to work them like on a daily or a weekly because they're just going to be like, why are you always hitting me up? You got to go to them with some information. If you guys have seen the... uh, the, the, the great movie Michael Douglas uh, back in the day, a young Charlie Sheen, you can't, you've got to bring something to the table if you want information. And so anytime I get something, I go to my guy and, you know, hopefully he can give me something. And he said, you know, I don't know if a lot of people would like this analogy, but think for a moment about another 49er great who led the Niners to greatness, was the face of the franchise. Um, this person won four Super Bowls and guess what? They moved on from him because they knew, Hey, this guy's really good. He's aging a little bit. And yes, Joe Montana had the injury, but Steve Young's skill set was totally different than Montana's, the traditional drop back passer, young, very mobile, one of the most mobile quarterbacks in NFL history. Now, obviously with, uh, you know, guys like, um, Jeez, what's his name? I'm spacing on it. He's been running up, not Mahomes, but Josh Allen. With guys, when you watch Josh Allen and Mahomes, like that's a turbocharged Steve Young. I mean, there was there was a, not a lot of running quarterbacks back in the late '80s, early '90s. Um, you know, Randall Cunningham, a handful of guys. But the Montana saga is interest saga is interesting when comparing it to Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Obviously, Jimmy G has not won four Super Bowls, but he's the face of that franchise. If he's not, tell me who is. It, I mean, you could argue in the last couple of weeks it's been Debo Samuel. Fine. I, I could guarantee you Debo Samuel could walk through a grocery store uh, right now in San Fran. And a lot of people don't know who he is. Jimmy G is the guy who's in front of the microphones, win or lose. Um, came over from the Patriots to be the franchise guy. Got over $100 million. Like Everybody knows Jimmy G. He may not be the best player on the team, but he's the face of the franchise. And yes, he did go to a Super Bowl. No, he did not win. My my guy made a compelling argument like, listen, Montana, like they could see, okay, you know, he's starting to get a little older. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, Montana still had another first team all pro when he was 33 years old, even though you could start to see young in the is the backup waiting in the wings. This Montana young thing, by the way, dragged on from, uh, I think, looking up, looking at the stats and reading some old articles last night, 1988 to basically 1993. Like five years. Now, this Jimmy G thing's been going on for 11 months, right? Since, well, even less. They drafted Trey Young, uh, Trey Lance last year. Trey Young. They drafted Trey Lance, and it's been Jimmy G or Lance since then, right? And the the gold scenario, which I outlined early in which I wanted the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl, I bet on them, was, man, I would love for Jimmy Garoppolo to get to the Super Bowl, because what the hell are the Niners going to do? And I'm not a believer in Trey Lance, at least not yet. But my my guy made a compelling argument. Like, Steve Young brought a different dimension to the Niners. And they the, the Niners were going through that tough phase where, you know, Roger Craig was aging out. Um, and, and it was just like a, a transition process where you want to kind of rebuild on the fly like the Steelers are trying to do. Although the Steelers haven't won a Super Bowl in a while. The Niners were winning Super Bowls. Montana won against Cincinnati in 88, right? He won uh, the next year in 1989. Even when this Montana young stuff was percolating, Montana, they go 14-2, and two, and these were the playoff scores of their games. 41-13, uh, 30-3. 
and they won the Super Bowl over Denver in a bloodbath, 55-10. So at this time, they're still talking about moving on from Montana when they're just absolutely destroying teams. So what happened in 90? Obviously, you guys, anybody who's, um, let's say, over 35, 30, 35, will remember the Montana Giants game, NFC Championship, and Montana drops back to pass and late in the game and kind of steps up in the pocket on the on the outside of the, well, right outside the pocket, but he sidesteps the defender and then gets absolutely leveled. I think it was Leonard Marshall who just like looked like he broke the guy's back. Uh, Montana knocked out of the game. Niners lose 15-13. That was a Giants team. Did not score a touchdown and won the game. And it it, it spilled over to the next season because Montana uh, needs elbow surgery in the preseason. And boom, it's Steve Young's turn. But guess what? Young gets hurt too. There was another guy. Uh, good uh, trivia. I would not have gotten it. But does anybody know the name Steve Bono? Remember him? They liked him a lot. And was he a system guy? Was he a talented quarterback? Probably a system guy. Um, and they missed the playoffs the year Montana's out. So Montana wins two Super Bowls, his third and fourth. And then he gets injured, and then he misses the neck, misses the entire season. And it's like, well, what do we do? Do we bring back Montana? Do we go to Steve Young? And it was Steve Young. They that's when they decided. We're gonna we're gonna go with Young, and it was just a a, a bit of a wacky ordeal because you know Montana was older, but there's a guy who won four four Super Bowls with the franchise, and the one year he's out fully, they miss the playoffs. And yes, there were other factors at play, um, but what happens when Steve Young takes over? Oh, look, they go NFC Championship, lose to Dallas, NFC Championship, lose to Dallas again, and then win the Super Bowl. Remember those great uh, 49ers Cowboys games? Like there was a scenario where. You can lose the face of the franchise, still kind of resemble that Super Bowl winning team and, and organization and add a new dimension to your offense with a different style of quarterback. That's a needle that's tough to thread. And the 49ers are going to, it sounds like, going to try to do that with Trey Lance. Now, I, 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 I'm not a huge fan, but I'm not inside the building. And Kyle Shanahan knows what works in his system better than anyone. You know, I mean, he made Matt Ryan a superstar. Matt Ryan won an MVP. He he made Nick Mullins some good money, and Nick Mullins was a backup. I fell for that one. And now he's got Jimmy G going to two Super Bowls. If Trey Lance is as good as advertised, what's the limit for the Niners? Not to mention the huge trade chip you have in Jimmy G. I mean, teams are desperate. If we assume that the Pittsburgh Steelers... Don't have a game plan to make a a, a move on Ben uh, on uh, Aaron Rodgers. Can't you just say, "Hey, we'll we'll trade you for Jimmy G"? And I I don't know, you know, could you ask for Minka Fitzpatrick if you're the Niners? Is Pittsburgh doing that? I, I mean, Pittsburgh has some issues in the secondary. Joe Hayden's old, um, but they have a lot of talent on offense. They need a quarterback, and frankly, I, you know, I, I would be very curious if the if the Steelers got him. Remember, 49ers now would have a rookie, a quarterback on a rookie contract and a team that just went to the Super Bowl. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is sitting extremely pretty. If he can get anything for Jimmy G, especially an all-pro potential guy like uh, Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end of the secondary. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not totally saying trade Jimmy G, obviously, but talking to my guy opened my eyes as to why it makes some sense and looking closer at this Montana Steve Young, yes, I know Montana had the uh, had the uh, elbow injury, and yes, Montana was thirty four, but it was 49ers. It was face of the franchise. It was a quarterback who was traditional drop back versus a more mobile quarterback who adds a new dimension to the offense. There are some similarities there, guys. And uh, listen, I'm, I'm obviously pulling for the Rams this weekend. Sorry, uh, especially to the 49ers homies. I got some. Some buddies who uh, are, are big Niners fans. Uh, listen, I, it's, a, it's a tough one. It, you know, it's going to be a great game. I, it sounds like the SoFi will be a lot of Rams fans because Rams are trying to uh, prevent people from selling their tickets. Tickets are, I mean, even like the worst seats in the stadium are like six, $700 a pop. And anything good, it looks like 1500 and up. So obviously that's nothing for uh, Bay Area money. You know, the Silicon Valley guys, they're, they're coming down in droves. But um, I, I, I'm rooting for the Rams. 
I, I want the line to move. We'll talk more about the gambling aspect tomorrow. But, but without further ado, let's get to our guest today, Solomon Wilcox. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. 
Okay, let's welcome into straight fire a former Cincinnati Bengal. You know, we, we've been giving a lot of shine to the Rams, the Niners, the Chiefs. we got to give some love to the Bengals. So we're bringing in Solomon Wilcox, the legendary uh, Cincinnati Bengals safety. Can I call you a legend, Solomon? I mean, I, I know you as an announcer. <laughs> oh, uh, man. You know, obviously, yeah, CBS back in the day. Now you have the Believe in Bengals podcast. Can I call you a legend? Well, I, I'll accept it, Jason. It just <laughs> makes us a uh, little bit a little bit more older than we would like like to be. But you know what? Whenever you get blessed with years, man, you got to go ahead and take it. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I saw you were an eighth round pick uh, mm-hmm. of the Bengals. And I'm like, wait, the draft? When did they stop doing the extra rounds? They stopped at seven. Uh, so you were you were out of Colorado <laughs> yeah. uh, in the 80s. And the first team you were with was the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've had a pretty good run. And then I think this run to the AFC Championship is is probably the most shocking since the Jaguars a few years back. You remember that one? Wow. Um, yeah. With um, who was that quarterback? He might be out of the league now. That was Mark Brunel, was it? No, no. They had um, they were leading the Patriots by ten. And oh, then they that choked. was a few years. That was yeah, uh, Jalen Ramsey. That was Fournette. Uh, Bortles. Bortles. Thank you, Blake Bortles. My <laughs> Blake God. Bortles. So that That's was right. unlikely. Solomon, let's keep it real here. Mm-hmm. Did you think there was any chance this was a Bengals team at the beginning of the season that would be in the AFC Championship? No. I mean, let's face it. I, listen, yeah. if they could have just even somehow made it as a wild card team, I think we would have been shocked, you know. But Joe Burrow was adamant. I remember talking with him during a training camp. He was the one talking about what the goals were, and that was to go to the playoffs and win a division title. And everyone's kind of looking like, you know, but you dare not doubt <laughs> Joe Burrow after watching what he did at LSU when he was in college. We all know him to be sort of a guy that's beyond his years with maturity, with his poise, with his leadership. And I think at that point, everyone was like, okay, here's a guy that's coming off an injury. He could barely even walk, barely stand up. How is he going to lead him um, to all of those promises? But he's fulfilled those promises and then some. Yeah, I think Burrow's story remains incredible. People forget, four years ago, mm-hmm. he was, what, like the starting quarterback at LSU because he couldn't win over Urban Meyer in Ohio State. <laughs> and he, I think he honestly, Solomon, had like 15 touchdown passes or like 14, some low number. And he was not even projected as like an early-round draft pick at all. No. And then Joe Brady shows up. Burrow puts up a million stats. Next thing you know, he's this, uh, you know, top pick in the draft. And mm-hmm. I, I'm still stunned by this meteoric rise. Like, seldom do we see this in the league, right? People identify quarterbacks at an early age. This, is, this yeah. has been meteoric. It has been meteoric. And, you know, growing up in northeastern Ohio and uh, in the shadows of, of Athens, uh, Ohio, uh, just a little outpost right on the border of Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, where great ball players have come from, by the way. Um, his father was a coach. Um, he was Mr. Football in the state of Ohio. And then going to Ohio State, as you said, wasn't good enough to play in his three years there for Urban Meyer, um, who chose Dwayne Haskins, right, <laughs> to play over him. And then he transfers to LSU through this thing called the transfer portal. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and next thing you know, even after his, his first year there, his junior season, um, no one thought as much of him. He wasn't projected to be this big time draft pick. And then he explodes in 2019. And every week you see, you saw as the competition was stiffer in the SEC, he got better. And he ended up running the table. He ran right through that conference, right through some of the best teams that we've ever seen in college football and captured our imagination. I think when he uh, won the Heisman Trophy in the speech that he gave, he kind of won us over because um, humble beginnings, but you could see this guy had had some fire in him that really spelled of great leadership. And, and I think that's what we've seen so far since his arrival, uh, becoming the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, it, last week was sacked nine times, just kept yeah. getting knocked down. You just wait for it to finally be broken. Because remember, he was I think he was hurt against Washington last year on a sack. That's right. Um, and you just, you know, you start to worry about this guy getting hit a lot. Even during the, the refs blew, I think, blew two plays dead against the Titans last week. And he was still sacked on those plays. Um, <laughs> That's right. I mean, Solomon, right. what's the vibe around Cincinnati, around Burrow? Is it like this could be the greatest quarterback in franchise history? I mean, it's only two years, but the guy's just awesome. Since he's arrived, 
the murmuring at every tavern house and every bar and every coffee shop has been, I hope we can protect them. I mean, but mm -hmm. people know that this guy is special. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, we haven't been able to protect them. <laughs> and, you know, that's why the fuss coming into 2021 was what do you do with that top five pick? Do you take a tackle or do you take the receiver? And everyone was like, you got to take the offensive lineman. A receiver yeah. can't protect the quarterback. And, you know, and I remember talking with Anthony Munoz, who's a Hall of Fame offensive tackle, played as a teammate of mine here with Cincinnati Bengals, played for some great uh, teams at USC, played with great players like Ronnie Lott, Marcus Allen. Yeah. Uh, these guys are Hall of Famers and all played college ball together. And so um, even he said, look, we got to go ahead and take the tackle. You, you can't play around. This guy's too good. Can't allow mm -hmm. him to continue to get hit. But even we didn't quibble. <laughs> when they drafted Jamar Chase, because we knew Jamar Chase was going to be phenomenal. No one even expected him to be as and, and have as rich of a rookie campaign as he had, but you knew he was special. But yet and still, we wanted the offensive tackle. And now we sit here, even right now, with all of what Burrow has accomplished, we want an offensive tackle because yeah. <laughs> you've got to protect this guy. Um, I, you know, it, hearing you talk about the draft, it just, it just dawned on me, like this Bengals offense has been primarily through the draft, right? Uh, Joe yeah. Mixon, yeah. I think was drafted T Higgins, Boyd, yeah. Chase, yeah. Burrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but the defense was essentially bought <laughs> in the yeah. off season. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder, do, are, are the Bengals, is this like a new model? Hey, draft offense and just buy defense. Uh, it seems to be working for Cincy. The Bengals, I think, would prefer to build on both sides of the ball through the draft. Remember, their stars when Burrow first arrived were on the defense. It was Geno Atkins. It was mm. Carlos Dunlap. Right. These guys were perennial pro bowlers. And it happens that they aged out very quickly uh, when Burrow arrived. And I think, you know, they wanted to go out and they wanted to replace him. Remember, Jesse Bates is through the draft. They That's did right. buy Von Bell. Um, but they, you know, they had to, they knew they had to get better defensively in terms of getting a pass rush. Um, they knew they had to add to their secondary through free agency uh, where they had already signed Trey Wands a year before. And he hadn't played much because he's been injured. You know, um, Jermaine Pratt, they were able to draft him, Luke That's Wilson. Right. So the linebackers came through the draft, but they knew they had to go out and do something rather quickly on the defensive side of the ball. And they went out, listen, Trey Hedrickson, what they did in terms of signing him and being able to sign uh, some other guys on the defense, Shadobia Woozy, um, they've, they've really hit big time in bringing in some really critical help on the defensive side. I, I want to go, you know, this Chiefs matchup, you start to dig into it. And I, I don't want to read too much into the earlier meeting. By the way, were you at the Chiefs-Bengals earlier game? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I I was I was watching that game <laughs> faithfully. Okay, I, I I do have to say, I think it was twenty eight seventeen at the half, maybe. Yeah, it, it felt like the Chiefs dominated, right? Oh yeah, they were up by fourteen. I think it was twenty one to seven at halftime. Okay, and they were, but the Bengals were down by fourteen points three different times: fourteen nothing, then twenty one to seven, then twenty eight fourteen, and they just kept coming back, just kept coming back, and the Bengals have. They've done this um, all throughout the season. They've been a really good second-half team. They've made adjustments. And so Patrick Mahomes was carving them up in the first half uh, but didn't get much of anything in the second half. Yeah. So they not only adjusted on the offensive side, they adjusted defensively as well. Yeah, I, I, I want to focus on the defense because I, I just looked at the box score. Three points from Mahomes in the second half? Exactly. I mean, yeah. that's obscene. <laughs> now, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Uh, I don't know if it was pressure, the secondary, but it, this seems like a team that with Hendrickson doesn't really need to blitz a lot and they can drop back in the zone, right? Yeah, because of Trey Hendrickson and, and Sam Hubbard, too, on the opposite Hubbard side. Right. Yeah. Both of them are really good pass rushers. They're, they're effort and energy guys, right? Now, listen, we're without Larry Ogunjobi. He was another signing mm -hmm. in the offseason as a free agent. He has been phenomenal, along with DJ Reader, who they signed a year ago in free agency. When they, when they traded Billy Price, their one-time first-round pick at the center position traded him to New York. B.J. Hill came in, and he's been really good in that rotation in terms of the interior part of the defense. So 
with those players, yeah, they didn't have to blitz. They could get pressure with four. They could shut down the run game with with only seven in the box and not have to contribute a, another eighth defender into the box. So uh, I think the loss of Larry Ogunjobi has forced them to do things a little bit differently. And I think they were very fortunate to come out of Nashville with a win without having yeah. Ogunjobi on the field. I mean, it helped that Ryan Tannehill kind of vomited all over himself there with the interceptions. But I, I, I gotta—I I don't want to be that guy, Solomon. Uh, and I know when you preface it by saying I don't want to be that guy, you are being that guy. Yeah, yeah. I did not have money on the Chiefs-Bengals game the earlier meeting. But some of the refereeing left a lot to be desired. Andy Reid, who's not really a complainer about that, mm-hmm. was bitching and moaning for most of the second half. I saw that six first downs for the Bengals via penalty. Um and Casey was whistled for 10 flags. I, I think there was a kick return touchdown that was called back on a questionable hold. Mm-hmm. I, I've just got to ask your thoughts on the refereeing in that game. And as a former player, you don't want to blame the refs, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so here's what I will tell you. If you go back and even look at on the critical down and get the holding, uh, uh, it was a pass interference holding yeah. on the defensive back against Tyler Boyd. He held him. He had him beat. Listen, if you think Gabriel Davis had an excellent game against the Chiefs defense um, in the divisional round, go back and look at what Jamar Chase did to him in week 17. They couldn't cover him. Not only could they not cover him, and you got to understand, once they start to try to double on Jamar Chase, they couldn't cover T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd because they started, they wanted to single cover those guys, and they couldn't cover them. The Chiefs have liability on the back end, particularly now without Tyron Matthew. If he's not able to play in this championship game, um, and I knew it once he left the game against Buffalo, I felt like they were vulnerable. Mm. Um, Listen, they've been vulnerable all year. Remember, they were playing Dan Sorsen on the back end. He's not that guy. He's a guy that should be playing in the box, closer to the line of scrimmage. I like Dan Sorsen, but he's a liability in space. Juan Thornhill hasn't fully recovered from his knee injury. Um, he's given up big plays. We saw that again against Buffalo. And I and remember in that game, Joe Burrow had over 400 yards passing in the game. And Jamar Chase, not just like what um, Gabriel Davis did, he had 266 yards receiving in that game against the secondary. So, um, listen, I know the penalty showed one thing. But there were even more explosive plays had in that game where there were no penalties flagged um, on, on the ground. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the same way. I think this is going to be a shootout. And Andy mm-hmm. Reid knows that he's got to get his offense off to a fast start uh, if he's going to help his defense at all against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You mentioned high scoring. So this total on the game, I don't know how big of a gambler you are, opened at about 50 and a half. Oh, yeah. It's currently at 54 and a half. Yeah, so, I was going to uh, say I mean, it I think move. it's just going to be a shootout. Yeah, I think it's going to move. Let the weather be somewhat decent, right? Because I haven't not, looked. How is it, yeah. How's it going to be? Um, I think it's somewhere in the 30s. Oh, that's um, not bad. And that's not too bad. It depends. It can move a little bit. Um but yeah, I think that number could go even north. I think it. I think the over here could be fifty-five. And and listen, I'm I'm understanding that if you're the NFL, you're probably wanting a repeat of that 2018 game between the Chiefs and the Rams, right? You probably want to mm, remember that Monday night game against the Chiefs and Rams. It yeah. was 2018. That was one of the greatest games I'd ever seen offensively. Yeah. Okay, and even defenses scored in that game. If you don't, if you don't recall, like the Rams' defense. Oh, was there a pick made, six? Oh yeah, had the pick yeah. six. They had. It was one of the great games, and I'm sure the NFL would love to see the Chiefs and Rams in the Super Bowl again because they're you're mm. going to see a lot of video replay of that game back in 2018. But listen, I think the Bengals can match the firepower of the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think Joe Burrow can match the firepower of uh, Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford and the L.A. Rams. All right, you brought up the coaches. I, I, I Again, I've kind of been hard on this guy. I mm-hmm. personally thought he would be fired earlier in the season. I think he was the number two most likely coach to get fired, according to the gambling lines. But Zach Taylor, <laughs> um, you, you know, he's going up against Andy Reid. Andy Reid, one of the probably top ten coaches in the history of the sport. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'll just – I'm curious as to your thoughts on the coaching matchup here. I'm glad you asked that, Jason. I mean, I had to be nice about it. I'm not I killing know. Zach Taylor. He's in the AFC title game. I can't kill the guy. Let me share something with you. Pay attention now. Go. I want you to do me a favor. Go back and watch the first half and then watch the adjustments that Zach Taylor did in the second half of that of the um, of the Kansas City game. In fact, go back earlier and go watch a game in Denver. Late in the game, and you know that Broncos defense is really good defense. Good on the front end, good on the back end, good coverage units, right? And watch the play he designed on a big third down play to uh, Tyler Boyd to get him open. 
It was a beautifully designed play to bring Tyler Boyd clear, get the motion of the defense going one way, bring him clearly back across, and then have him turn up and hit him on a crossing route that he bent up, didn't bring it all the way back, uh, and then bent it up at the scene, broke the game wide open, designed by Zach Taylor. Go um, mm. to week 17 against the Chiefs in the final minutes. He did something that the Buffalo Bills did not do in the divisional round game. He understood that while the score was 31 apiece, not only did he dial up a beautiful play on third and 27, and, and Burrow connects uh. with Jamar Chase on a 30-yard catch just beyond uh, the first down marker. Well, wait, also- hold on, hold on. Let me ask, was yeah. that was that Zach Taylor dialing it up, or was that the Chiefs and Spagnolo just being a moron and blitzing on third and 30? Call, call it what you want. <laughs> somebody's got to design a play to run. Yes, that's And fair. somebody's got to design a play to run against what they were bringing, right? That was Zach Taylor. And, and, but what I'm really getting at is in that final sequence, after they got the first down, they're pretty much in field goal range. There was a time in there where the Chiefs were trying to allow Joe Mixon to score. He wouldn't. He ran right. down to the two-yard line and laid down it. But that was Zach Taylor preparing his team. Don't score here. We're not giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. And we kicked the field goal with zero time left on the clock. It was beautiful in terms of what he did. Not only did they go down and win the game, they won it in a way where they knew you don't give that ball back to Patrick Mahomes. Someone should have told Sean McDermott that last week. Zach (laughs) Taylor knew that in week 17. So that's outsmarting Andy Reid. I've always said the only way to stop Patrick Mahomes is to keep him standing on the sideline next to Andy Reid. And that's what Zach Taylor did week 17. Go okay, back so by that logic, though, is to keep him on the sideline, does that mean we'll probably see some sort of run-heavy attack as opposed to Chuck and Duck, uh, you know, with Chase and Higgins and Boyd? No, it's only to be meant to be used in, in critical moments. You do that, what, final minutes of the first half? Final minutes of the second half? You don't have to give him an extra possession, so you don't look to use that strategy the entire game. You still play to the strengths of your offense, but there are going to be critical moments in the game where you clearly can see, keep this guy off the field. You don't have to slow down what you do. I mean, listen, if going up tempo works against their defense, you're going to do that. But there might be a time where you say, okay, i got four minutes left on the clock um, at the end of the first half. I can score in two minutes against these guys because they can't cover Jamar Chase. But no, yeah. I'm going to use the whole four minutes and still get the points. What if, if you do that, that's not wrong. In fact, I think it's the right thing to do because you want to also simultaneously keep the ball out of the hands of Patrick Mahomes because going down and scoring and giving him the final two minutes at the end of the half or end of the game does you no good. Yeah. I am curious. Uh, you know, this is the fourth straight AFC title game for the Chiefs. And a lot of people are saying this is officially a dynasty. Uh, you know, you, you've been around a lo- little longer than I have in the league, covering the league. Um, is this, could we call this a dynasty or no? They, they only have, have one no, Super Bowl. No, I think they've got some dynastic traits about them, obviously. <laughs> okay. uh, their quarterback. And listen, look at uh, Tyreek Hill. and Look at, at, at uh, Kelsey. These guys are putting up Hall of Fame. Kelsey's already put up Hall of Fame numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you're seeing from Patrick Mahomes you're seeing him perform at an elite level early in his career. Okay, this is the Tom Brady, the midway portion of his career. Took Peyton Manning maybe a few years before it was locking him into the AFC title game, right? So this guy is is trending because he's got that great of a coach. And the fact that they've won six straight divisional um, crowns in the AFC West, six in a row. So they were winning this even even before Patrick Mahomes got there. And then once he got them there, they elevated them to become a consecutive participant in the AFC title game four in a row now. So, uh, but they got it. They want to close it out. They want to win it all. There's no doubt about it. They've been to two straight Super Bowls. And if they win, if they win on Sunday, that'd be three in a row. So I, you know, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. You'd like to see them finish it. Because that would validate that it's a dynasty by yeah. winning the championship. I, I'll close out with this one. You know, um, we talked about Burrow earlier. This is the first time in 12 years that Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers is not in a conference championship game. And I'm just, you know, 
Brady is 44, Aaron Rodgers is getting approaching 40 and ornery. Solomon, is this officially the changing of the guard? Um, we got Burrow, we got Stafford finally here. Uh, obviously, Mahomes is here to stay. I don't know what your thoughts are on Jimmy G, but it feels like that era is over with Peyton Manning gone, Brady talking retirement. I don't think he's going to retire, but and Rodgers near the end. Do you think we're at the changing of the guard at the quarterback position? First of all, there was no doubt about that. And the reason why Jimmy G is in the postseason is because he plays for one of the great coaches in our league. So I think we also have a changing of the guard when it comes to coaching. And you got to put Kyle Shanahan in that in that category. I know he's still a little young to be mentioning him with Belichick and, and Andy Reid because I look at those two guys as a separate tier, right? Now, I'll tell you the other guy who was on their tier right there with them and maybe even a little head of Andy Reid at the time, and that was Mike Shanahan. Mike mm. Shanahan could coach. That guy could beat Belichick. I watched him. I called many of those games. He was one of the great play callers, and he's helped build the system and build an atmosphere there with John Lynch and pairing him with his son, uh, Kyle Shanahan, where they're able to leverage other elements of the team and play a complimentary style that's going to lift the quarterback. And that's why if they go out and get a little bit better than Jimmy G, the 49ers are going to be there for years to come because they, if they can get there with Jimmy G, I know they can get there with whoever the next iteration yeah. of their quarterback is going to be. But no doubt, you look at a Josh Allen, you look at a Patrick Mahomes, you look at a Joe Burrow, look at a Justin Herbert, right? Um, and, and listen, I give Matthew Stafford credit because he, he knew he needed to get out of Detroit, team up with a great coach like Kyle, Sh uh, like, excuse me, like Sean McVay, Playing yeah. that system. But there's no doubt we see a young crop of quarterbacks that are coming up who are more mobile. They threaten the defense in, in a lot of different ways and can lace the ball with some of the best of them. They could throw it as well as Brady and Aaron yeah. Rodgers, but their mobility makes them, I think, a, a, not just a double, but a triple threat as an offensive weapon. And, and Justin Herbert, he's knocking on the door. I love that guy. Uh, yeah, Justin Herbert, absolutely. obviously, he'll be in that group. All right, Solomon, you want to go go ahead and offer a pick, or do you not do the pick? Uh, yeah, how can I not take my Cincinnati Bengals? To, wait, to win outright? No, well, yeah, I'm going to take them oh, to win cool. outright. But oh, my. I, I don't because, – because guess what? I live in Cincinnati. And, <laughs> and what if they what if they end up winning and I don't pick them? You don't pick them. I mean, yeah, come that, on. That I mean, I wonder, what kind of guy am I, right? And, yeah. and, and I do believe in Joe Burrow. In fact, I tell you, everybody in this league believes in Joe Burrow, even the yeah, other quarterbacks. Nice. I, yeah. I watched Aaron Rodgers earlier this season run across the field to talk to Joe Burrow and tell him, hey, man, you're too good to be running around. You need to get down, man. You yeah. protect yourself a little bit. Like He, he does take some hits. He yeah. takes that, yeah, man, but – He's like a Brett Favre. This guy, the more he gets his jersey dirty, the better he gets. He's a mm. different kind of competitor at the quarterback position. Much like Brett a Ben Favre Roethlisberger used to be, a Brett Favre was that way. And I tried to explain to Shady McCoy when we're doing our morning show on Sirius XM NFL Radio, that's what puts him, I think, a cut above Justin Herbert. As much as I love Herbert and his arm talent and all those things, Joe Burrow don't quit, man. The more you hit him, yeah. the better he gets. You saw that. What guy gets sacked nine times yeah. and still complete over 70% of his passes? I wonder if there there's something to he was never given anything. I know you said he was mis, the all, all what, Mr. Quarterback and Mr. or Mr. Football in the state yeah. of Ohio. Yeah. But like to sit for three years at Ohio State, you know, that that's gotta that's gotta test your fortitude. Like am I built for this? So do I have a future in this, you know? You know who that reminds you of? Talk about quarterbacks who was never given anything. And they weren't the first overall every Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Aaron, yes. Aaron obviously. Rodgers. Se seventh Aaron, on the depth chart. Aaron yeah, Rodgers had Michigan. to go to a junior college. Junior, That's right. Nobody wanted him. Even left him sitting in the chair on draft day, sweating it out. And these Good guys point. had to earn it. Now, I'm just telling you, I've spent time with them both. They have that chip on their shoulder. They had to earn it. And therefore, by the, you know, they worked as hard as anyone to achieve. And, and, their, and leadership means a lot to them. And so... Um, Joe Burrow is cut from the same cloth. Nice. All right, Solomon Wilcott's Bengals podcast. Uh, good luck to your Bengals. Uh, maybe I'll see you out here for the Super Bowl in a couple weeks, Solomon. Uh, right. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's the Believe in Bingo podcast. You can find it on the Believe 
Network, the Believe Podcast Network. That's where you can find it or wherever you find your podcast. But check it out, my man, Adam Pac-Man Jones. He joins me every single oh, weekend. We have Pac-Man. a lot of fun talking about oh, Cincinnati Pac-Man Bengals. Jones. That's right. Oh, boy. Check oh, him out, Jason. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to ask about Pac-Man Jones. I just... He's cool. You'll like him. Trust me. I'm sure I would like hey, him. Hey, he keeps uh, it He keeps it real, Jason. I, I'm telling you. he does. Maybe too real. Sometimes. All right, Solomon. Thanks, man. Okay. All right. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.